Locked On Bears, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bears, part of the Locked On's podcast network. That's right. Welcome to the Locked On Bears podcast, where our listeners get the best daily lockdown coverage of their favorite team, the Chicago Bears. I'm your host, Arthur Arkish, senior editor at Pro Football Weekly and NFC North correspondent for USA Today Sports Weekly. If you haven't done so already, and I certainly hope you have by now, please head over to iTunes, subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast. You can also find us and download on Audio Boom. And in both of those places, uh, there is an opportunity for you to leave some feedback in the form of likes, comments, and shares, all of which help this podcast continue to gain traction. So too do our wonderful partners, including FanRagSports.com, Today's Pigskin, and Today's FastBreak.com, and our newest partner, DraftBreakdown.com. After you have checked out all my work at Pro Football Weekly and in USA Today Sports Weekly, and been to iTunes to subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast, and certainly while you're there, also subscribing to Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson, Locked On Fantasy with Vinny Iyer, and for the Chicago Bulls enthusiasts, Locked On Bulls. None of those are to be missed. After you have done all of those things, Check out the partner site. See what's happening over there. I think you will be pleased. If you are a Cubs fan, I know that you are. Please probably doesn't do justice the way you're feeling today. Uh, I know how I'm feeling, and it's uh, floating on cloud nine. Yes, the Cubs have eight more wins to get before they can uh, accomplish their ultimate goal, but what a moment that was last night. What an incredible comeback in the ninth inning. Uh, just, I don't really have the words. There was so much awesome going on in that game. And, um, it kind of reminds me of a, I think it's a Bill Walton clip that they use on the score here in Chicago, where he says, uh, it's kind of in and out of shows. I think as an outro to shows, he's, it's taken from some broadcast. I'm not sure which one, but he says, I'm so excited. I don't know if I'll ever sleep again. That's how I felt the past couple days. Uh, two nights ago, obviously it wasn't for the right reason but uh last night just so awesome and uh good to see you know not only of course Javi Baez just balling out and Wilson Contreras comes up with the uh with the huge hit to tie it but good to see Anthony Rizzo get in on that rally it's been a tough series for him but he seemed to kind of break through there right in the last game last night uh Chris Bryant starts off that ninth inning rally with a base hit I believe before the Rizzo walk so um, lots of good stuff, and then obviously Aroldis Chapman bounces back with just pure fire in the in the bottom half, so that was good to see after the night before. Uh, I thought Joe Madden absolutely won up to Bruce Bochy, a, a three-time World Series champion. Uh, his decision to go to the pen uh, to take Matt Moore out of that game. Uh, say what you will about pitch counts, and, and certainly Vic Fangio did. I'll let you know in a minute what he thought, but... Um, when he goes to the pen, I think he went four or five times in that ninth inning to, to go get a new pitcher. And, uh, Joe Madden had Chris Coglin as lefty up ready to, to take the at bat and, uh, ends up going back to his, uh, dugout and bringing out Wilson Contreras for the game tying hit. So, uh, I, I thought Madden put one on Bochy a little bit and that was pretty cool. And uh, that was on the heels of, of the night before when some people wondered about the two-out uh, save opportunity for Chapman. I wasn't one of them for what it's worth, but uh, clearly Vic Fangio was. Now, because it has been such a grueling past couple nights, and even more so because my son isn't feeling great, he's been a little bit under the weather, 
I took a pass on Hallis Hall today, so I don't have audio for you, and for that I apologize. Uh, but we will have audio, hopefully, each in the next two days. We'll definitely chat with Corey Wooten tomorrow, uh, get his thoughts, kind of late thoughts later in the week, uh, still kind of looking back on the Colts, but more so looking forward to the Jaguars and uh, hoping to get a guest uh, to discuss Jaguars before the week's out as well. We'll have to wait and see. Um, anyway, though, it was kind of funny. Vic Fangio has always asked about the Cubs at the tail end of his press conference, so I'm sorry I don't have the audio for you, but I uh, thought this was a pretty awesome quote from Vic Fangio. Uh, said he tuned in for the last inning or inning and a half last night, and uh, quote, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Three of your most esteemed managers in baseball had some questionable moves here lately. Showalter never puts his good reliever in a winner-take-all game. Our own skipper here went for the six-out save, a little shaky. And last night, I could not believe they took out more there. Steve Carlton, Nolan Ryan, Ferguson, Jenkins. What did they know about pitch counts? It's a shame what's going on in baseball right now. Uh, I think Moore was up around 120 pitches. Uh, again, it, to hear Vic Fangio tell it, he doesn't care about pitch counts. And um, it's easy to, to you know say hindsight is 2020 and look back on that decision from Bochy. But um, I don't know. I, you know. I'm just reveling in this. Uh, awesome feeling for the Cubs right now. Uh, I don't really care how much the Giants imploded. Everyone knew their bullpen stunk. So if we're going to act all stunned about it this morning, I think that's a little bit silly. Uh, but again, more more pleased for the way the Cubs uh, bats finally woke up at the exact right moment. And uh, uh, just a team that never gives up. And, and pretty cool to see, like I said, Javi Baez and Wilson Contreras coming through with you know arguably the two biggest moments in that game. These are guys who were non-factors in the playoffs last year so you talk about all the the big boppers and and the aces in the in the rotation but uh it just speaks to this youth movement and this depth and this never say die feeling that this cubs team has so uh now we just have to wait till saturday it's going to be a a long wait but i know the cubs will enjoy getting to watch what goes on uh, what transpires out in the nation's capital tomorrow night in a do or die game between the dodgers and nationals so um Anyway, uh, if you want to talk more Cubs, let's do it on Twitter via email, please. I love doing it, but I don't. Feel, now I've taken half the show uh, talking about the Cubs, so I apologize if that's not what you came for. But did you really think I wasn't going to get into it a little bit? Uh, and, and while we're at it, John Lackey uh, was pretty unimpressive last night, so uh, I'll just kind of end with that. But uh, he was picked up by his teammates, of course. So um, anyway, how are you doing today? Uh, like I said, I hope you are, are getting some sleep. Uh, getting caught up on sleep after what's been a nutty week. Um, the Bears are turning their attention now to the Jaguars, of course, the previously winless Jaguars who are coming off the bye, which was on the heels of their first win in London, uh, potential job saver for Gus Bradley. And uh, it's not going to be easy, obviously. Uh, it never is in the NFL, but um, it should be a, a fun one and an opportunity uh, for the Bears to get that second win before a two-game primetime stretch within the division that's going to, uh, for all intents and purposes, either you know prolong their season or completely bury it, unless that happens Sunday if, with a loss to the Jaguars. So um, a lot at stake, and I just thought we'd take a couple minutes today. Like I said, I apologize for not having the audio, but I do have most of the transcripts in front of me, and I thought there were a few interesting things. Vic Fangio is always my favorite uh, coach press conference of the week, so I was bummed not to be there today. But uh, a couple good takeaways that I had from uh, Fangio's presser, even not having been there, 
admitted that the game-winning touchdown to T.Y. Hilton past Jacoby Glenn was partially his responsibility, said had he been given the opportunity to do it over again, he would have given more help to his young second-year cornerback. I do believe I have alluded to that uh, on this podcast this week, and certainly it's not a big surprise to hear Vic say that, but um, there wasn't safety help, or at least it was very late arriving in the form of Chris Brzezinski. So uh, I thought that was interesting to hear Vic uh, kind of admit, especially after, I don't know, he's been kind of forthright about Jacoby Glenn and, and his ups and downs over the previous few weeks. So um, I thought that was interesting. The other uh, comment on a, a young defender from Vic Fangio that I thought was interesting was Jonathan Bullard played close to 20 snaps after being injured the previous couple weeks. And Vic said that uh, he was pleased and that he hopes to get him more opportunities moving forward. So uh, we've talked, and Fangio also kind of echoed my sentiments this week about the inconsistent Bears pass rush and how those numbers are a bit of a mirage. So uh, certainly Jonathan Buller will be looked to, and Leonard Floyd, who should be back this week. This was as close to a uh, to John Fox letting a cat out of the bag as possible. Leonard Floyd back to a limited participant with the calf injury in Wednesday's practice, and John Fox all but said he plans on having him back Sunday. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do now at at this competitive disadvantage, but uh, it sounds like Leonard Floyd will be back on the field to take some of the pressure off Willie Young and the rest of that Bears pass rush. So uh, we'll spend a few more minutes going over some other takeaways from Wednesday at Hallis Hall. But before we do that, let me familiarize you with our great sponsor, SeatGeek. Football is back, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value. SeatGeek has the best deals on every ticket in the house, wherever you want to sit, whether that's the 50-yard line, the club seats, or the upper level. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LOBEARS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Again, that promo code LOBEARS. Download the SeatGeek app and enter that code today, LOBEARS. All right. That is SeatGeek, and they can help what uh, can be a, a maddening process of, of trying to get tickets on the third-party market. So uh, I would recommend you check them out. Uh, back to Wednesday at Hallis Hall, I mentioned that John Fox more or less told us that Leonard Floyd should be back this week. He also had a lot of praise for Willie Young coming off a, a big-time game, kind of the one consistent source of pressure for the Bears' defense. Uh, that was pretty good. Um uh, not a ton else, though, that I found to be all that interesting from John Fox. I know that will not really surprise anyone. Uh, he did say, relative to Jay Cutler, time heals, and he is improving, but he has not been cleared at this point. 
Sounds like it will be Brian Hoyer for another week. That will surprise no one. Uh, as far as new injuries on the report, I don't see a lot of new names here. Um, DeAndre Hall was a late addition last week. Obviously, Bryce Callahan, who was unable to finish the game Sunday with the hamstring, did not. I shouldn't say it's obvious, but Bryce Callahan didn't practice. So uh, with Callahan and Hall, both DNPs, and actually Tracy Porter with the knee also did not practice. So uh, Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns are no joke. That is a... A, a big boy tandem of perimeter wideouts for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it will be interesting to see how Vic Fangio kind of counters those guys on Sunday. Um, as far as other interesting stuff here, guys, I don't really have a whole lot for you. Um, Jeff Rogers was asked about Connor Barth, who is about as maligned as anyone on this Bears team, and there are enough uh, to go around. Um there's no common thread, said Rogers. The first one he missed, he just missed it. There isn't one thing you can point to and say, there it is. The second one, he actually kicked the ground. The last one, it was a 54-yarder. They trucked him. So we had a chance to come back and repeat that, and he missed a foot to the left. But if it doesn't go through the uprights, it doesn't count. That was the only thing common between the three kicks. Thank you, Jeff Rogers, for that. Um, the Bears aren't they appear intent to continue rolling with Connor Barth. I told you yesterday, no kicker tryouts at Hallis Hall. Uh, don't expect that to change at this point of the week now. So it looks like it is going to be Connor Barth. Um, the one other guy I don't remember if I had mentioned, and I'm sorry, I told you I'm sleep deprived and you probably are too. Uh, Dion Bush. We talked a little bit about the safety position yesterday and how I kind of identified it as a major uh, off-season renovation area. Uh, I think they need at least one starter, and, and well, I don't want to say they need two starters. I, I think Adrian Amos has been fine. I just wish I'd noticed these guys a little bit more. But um, Dion Bush was was asked about uh, from Vic Fangio, and actually Fangio told us that when Adrian Amos was out of practice two weeks ago with the concussion, Dion Bush got some run with the first team. Uh, you know, that's not a surprise. All you have to do is look at the depth chart, but he did – uh, Vic Fangio, that is kind of allude to that being, I don't know, a potential jumping off point for him. He admitted that there is still uh, some mental hurdles that he is kind of needing to clear and, and has been unable to to this point. Um, but it sounds like uh, he's working very hard at it, is what Vic Fangio said. Um, He's coming. He's got some practice time with the first team defense. The week Amos couldn't practice with the concussion. So uh, just in case you're wondering who kind of the least visible rookie or what's going on with the least visible uh, player of the rookie class, although I guess technically that would be Daniel Braverman, who remains on the practice squad. Um, that's kind of the update or, or the non-update on Dion Bush. Uh, Vic was also asked about Chris Brzezinski and, and Harold Jones-Corte and the dynamic there with Brzezinski replacing Jones-Corte. And, and Vic just said that Chris did well when he was in there for the Dallas game and thought he warranted an, an additional look. So um, I don't know if that bodes very well for H because I don't know if Vic and I were watching the same Dallas game, but I'm pretty sure that Brzezinski uh, was disinterested in trying to tackle Des Bryant in the goal line of that game. Uh, I think he got mixed up on another coverage downfield. So I don't remember coming away from that Dallas game thinking that Chris Brzezinski uh, needed another look. But uh, maybe that's kind of what you say when, when you need to get H off the field. I don't really know. Again, this speaks to the lack of options overall at safety for the Bears. 
Um, but Chris Brzezinski is what a six, seven year veteran at this point. So I, you know, I don't think this is going to be a, a Lorenzo Alexander situation like we're seeing in Buffalo, where a 33 year old journeyman uh, suddenly leads the NFL in sacks. Um, I, I don't think Brzezinski is about to go on any type of interceptions tear or uh, anything of the sort. And, and I like Chris Brzezinski. I think he's a nice, solid member for the special teams, but uh, I don't think you really want him playing on defense. So uh, it will be interesting against a, a team that can really air it out. I know they're trying to get more balance and had their most uh, success on the ground with TJ Yeldon of the season in London before the bye. Um, but you better have your, your deep safeties ready against Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns. Um, they're not premier deep threats per se, but uh, that's what Bortles does well, or at least that's what he did well in, in his breakout season last year was drive the ball downfield. I don't think he's been doing it as well this year. So, um, again, I'm going to try and get a Jaguars uh, reporter on the line before the end of the week, although, gosh, I'm running out of time now. Uh, maybe I'll call Vito Stellino, my, my buddy from the Florida Times Union, uh, one of the smartest and uh, most experienced NFL reporters I know. I, I should have reached out sooner. We'll see if we can get him on the line. Uh, like I said, I'll have Corey Wooten for you tomorrow. Uh, I'll probably have some more random Cubs musings. I shouldn't tell you that because if you're not a Cubs fan, I may scare you away from coming back. Uh, but no, I know you are, you're loyal and, and you'll be back here for the Thursday edition of the Locked On Bears podcast. I'm your host, Arthur Arkish. I am always so appreciative that you do continue to come back and um, we'll see if the Bears can't find a way to get another win on Sunday. Like I said, Corey Wooten will, will bring his keys to a victory tomorrow. I'll do the same Friday along with a Jaguars breakdown. So Uh, Thank you again for being with me, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful evening. We will see you on the Thursday edition of the Locked On Bears podcast. Rush into Old Navy today for this can't-miss one-day deal. 50% off all Old Navy active for the family. Get the workout wear you need at a huge 50% off one day only today. Hurry in or miss out at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1020, select styles only, excludes in-store clearance.